here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Death hanging over every single one of us. Clark, how are you? Angry. That is your right. No. You're better than that. You have to be, or the consequences could be fatal. Those are the consequences. 11 million dead. Lois, my child. We're not executioners. How dare you moralize to this man? How many times did you catch this Joker? How many times did he escape to kill again? Do you even care? I care. But the law must be followed. Your laws are weak and ineffective, twisted by evil people to escape just punishment. Shall or they simply don't apply at all. thousands of lives continued last night despite a strongly worded UN resolution. Diana's right. This can't go on. Don't. You'll throw away everything the Justice League stands for. Everything you stand for. I won't be held back by ideals that don't protect the innocent. You're grieving. No more, Bruce. No more. We were wrong. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we slip on our kryptonite ring and try and punch away the bad parts of some of these films and be left with nothing but truth, justice, and a way to a, a good story. I am Nick Moore. With me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Thanis. Wayne. Good day, everybody. And Mark. How's it going? And we are here to discuss the the last of our directly video game inspired films before we take a small break and we're looking at a video game that is based off of a comic book property we're looking at injustice the big beat-em-up story of all the dc characters punching the crap out of each other because they all disagree about something starting with superman goes real evil <laughs> the the game has a sequel the game has comic books that tell the story of in between and the basic premise is that joker kills Superman's city and causes Superman to kill Lois and Superman snaps like a twig and becomes an evil dictator faster than anyone could possibly believe. Faster than a speeding bullet, one might say. <laughs> I, I, I think I've kind of made it clear where I'm leaning on this, but I'll, I'll explain my reasoning why and I swear I will find good in this film. But we'll go to Mark. Mark? Yeah, so, and it, we'll, we'll touch on this, but I don't know if we've talked about this a whole lot as we do look at adapted works, but honestly, this movie, I had to keep separating it from the game, which is maybe bad, because separated from the game, it still tells a decent story, it's still well animated, it's still well acted, but it brings up something that is irksome to me in a lot of adapted media, which is, I don't know why they sometimes choose to deviate from the source material, and sometimes deviate not greatly. I don't think this deviates greatly. It takes the core concept um, in the beginning. It's a faithful-ish adaptation, and then it Ish. it doesn't <laughs> does yeah it, it doesn't follow it. And I think it loses something. And what's unique in what we do, I think, in terms of looking at narrative adaptations, it, it, whether they be you know movies and stuff like that, is the fact that. <sighs> And again, it was something we've not talked about, but like what a powerful storytelling tool video games are because you are a direct part of the story. You are the protagonist through the whole thing. And Absolutely. That's a lot of fun and it, and it really pulls you in. And when, well, we'll talk about it, but like this was guilty to me of not the same satisfying conclusion that I got out of playing and beating the game. But okay. Still, not a bad move. All right, if fair enough. Now, Wayne, have you played the games at all or no? No. Okay. So as someone coming into it with <laughs> no preconceptions, yeah. what did you think of the film? So as far as this film goes, um, we actually thoroughly enjoyed it. We were entertained, probably because I had no preconception of the <laughs> the games or anything like that. 
However, there there are some issues. Uh, the biggest one for me is that the story that we saw is too big for one film, I think. And and trying to cram it into this one film with so many characters and it has its typical Hollywood suffering of because there's too many characters, you can't really focus on any one thing at any one time for, for too long. And it and I don't know a lot of DC characters. I know the core main ones, but I, and okay. there's a lot of DC characters in here that I, we're both like who's that I'm like, i don't know who's that i don't know but we just went with it uh the ending was a little disappointing uh i did like the animation i did like like mark said the acting and stuff like that but again we were entertained but it's way too big of a story for one film should have been a, a series i absolutely agree about that and i feel like that's the first thing mm-hmm. that this has trouble with so i'm a pretty big fan of the injustice games which was surprising to me because I first heard the idea of, yeah, it's going to be about Superman going evil and it's going to be him versus Batman and Batman's going to be like this rebel force fighting against the dictator Superman. I didn't like the idea of that because Superman's supposed to be the embodiment of hope. He's supposed to be the hero that the other ones look up to and go, yeah, that's, that's the ideal you don't stray from. He's supposed to be better than that. But the games do a pretty successful job of getting you to buy into it Not just because they have more time to work with, because the campaign in the first game, like the cutscenes are somewhere around three to four hours length, and then you've got the actual like fighting that you do. But one of the big changes from this, you have the the film start up with Superman has Lois kidnapped by the Joker, and he's trying to figure out where Lois is. And when he finally comes across Joker and Harley Quinn, the Joker has used a combination of his Joker toxin and Scarecrow's fear gas to essentially trick Superman into thinking Doomsday's in the room, and Superman beats the holy hell out of Doomsday into space before realizing, wait, no, that's that's Lois I'm beating the snot out of, and she has my unborn child, and there's a bomb attached to her heart so that when she dies from me punching her, it will detonate all of Metropolis. That's exactly the same in the game and in this. Where it's different, after that happens in the game, it cuts to an entirely different version of the Justice League, and the Batman from this reality with an evil dictator Superman contacts them from across realities to go, please save us, this is going poorly, and a huge passage of time has happened. You don't see it, you just go from heartbroken Superman to evil dictator Superman, but you don't see the progression. And I know it sounds weird, but that worked better because you don't see some of the jarring decisions that are made in this film, and you're now following a completely different set of protagonists. This movie is is the journey of Superman from heartbroken to just pure evil by the end. He is but, evil by the end of this. But, you know what? I didn't, I didn't mind that. I felt it was a little uneven in that genuinely there were some moments before the Joker nightclub, I should say, oh, uh, God. where I thought his his decision-making still still seemed rooted in, again, the, the, the best of intentions, even if he didn't like exactly what he was doing. He wasn't evil. He was fed up. And I thought, this is believable. It's believable that a fed-up Superman would just say, okay, enough. You know what? I can do more because I'm Superman. You actually can't stop me, and I'm going to do enough. And then after these, that one scene that we can get to with the nightclub, he takes such a drastically darker turn there. Yeah. And then after that, he's like almost evil for evil's sake. I can't even call it evil. He seems like he's lost it. And it was mm-hmm. as jarring as the Game of Thrones season eight turn. That's what I kept thinking of was Daenerys. Yeah. I kept thinking of he's turned into Daenerys. He's turned yeah. into Anakin slaughtering younglings, just like turned on a dime, went full out evil. Yep. Which is hard to accept for his yeah. character. Yeah, and he doesn't start there. He starts making sense to me. He starts making sense to me, and then it goes there. But I don't disagree that uh, that mystery works in the game really well. It's just like, oh God, what's happened? He's right. He's lost his damn mind. In the game, and, they sidestep um, it by basically you having heroes. you not see any of it. And the comics actually do the same story as this film where it shows the in-between, but they have more time, like Wayne said, 
to really give a natural growth to it. Also, I don't remember him ever murdering an entire building full of random partygoers in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. <sighs> anyway, well, what I'm going to start with some of the good. Wayne, well, one of the interesting things about what Wayne said, too, is they kill a few heroes off in this who aren't dead in the game. You face oh, yeah. evil versions of some of those heroes. So they actually narrowed down the roster, and it was still too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This film tries to take on a crazy amount. 17 major character deaths, not like random bystanders. 17 major DC characters die over the course of this. Spoilers, everybody, because we're going to name them. And one of the problems I did have with the show is, like you said, some of the big names that die because of the amount of characters in this show and how congested the story is, there's zero time for anybody to reflect on those deaths oh yeah sometimes oh, it's yeah. like like i'll say the flash i know we're jumping ahead oh, here, but when God. the flash got killed i was like holy shit they killed the flash and it was just next scene nobody mentioned it nobody said anything nobody cared i'm like okay the flash just died and nobody's right. saying anything about let's it. talk like, that, about that <laughs> that that's how rushed and congested the, the story is because they don't have time to do that Without making this, like I said, a, a ten, a, 10 episode season. So this is very early in the story. And this is back to what I was saying before. Joker kidnaps Lois and they don't know why. And then the Flash, who's been asked by Batman, look everywhere. One of our own has been taken. It's Lois. And he's zooming all around the city. And he comes across some sort of spot in a subway station where the Scarecrow is there. And he pulls out the Scarecrow's mask and he's dead by Joker Toxin. And then the Flash gets hit by Joker Toxin and starts hallucinating a bit. And, what, two hands come up out of the ground, saw which I wasn't sure if the, he was hallucinating those or not. But he definitely wasn't Me hallucinating either. the saw blade that came out of the wall and chopped the Flash's head off. Mm-hmm. Now, props to them for really setting up the stakes early on. But no one ever mentions the Flash death after this Again, at yeah. any point in the film. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... It's just, yeah, oh, we're going to kill him and that's it. They cared about Lois going missing. They <laughs> don't care about Barry Allen's face is missing. No. <laughs> it's, Whether it's Barry Allen or Wally West, they don't I, care. And the, Either way, there's two of them and, now. <laughs> and the thing that I thought was weird about that scene was like, I thought they copped out because he's like, oh, I can't move. I'm like, okay, first of all, one of the flashes like, and again, to be nerdy here, one of the flashes absolutely kind of like latent flash latent flashness is he has a hyper fast metabolism i have no problem with him standing in the middle of the joker gas or any gas because he's probably just burning it off so the idea that it it had effect on him i was like "Ah, i gotta suspend a lot of disbelief here so his death bothered me the most and i like the flash this bothered me (laughs) enough that i went online trying to find out why this even happened and there's an interview with the writer of the film and he was explaining some of the challenges of adapting Injustice to a hour and a half, not even hour and a half, like 76 minute movie and mm-hmm. some of the things they had to truncate. And the Flash has a big role to play in the game and in the comics. But one of the main mm-hmm. things he was concerned about is in most of the recent stories you see with the Flash, time travel is a big thing for him. Flashpoint, Apocalypse War, even in the TV series, he's constantly traveling through time, and he didn't want any of the characters to go, quick, travel back into time when Lois is still alive. Yeah. So I see why they wrote him out. It's just the fact that not even a single word is said for R.I.P. Flash. No one brings up, hey, remember how our buddy, our super fast friend, got his face cut off? Remember him? Yeah. They spend more time with Jimmy Olsen getting shot in the face yeah. and Superman really sad picking up his Superman watch off his pal Jimmy Olsen. He gets mm-hmm. more screen time for a eulogy than the yeah. fastest man alive. Yeah. Like I it just it put yeah, me I off on the the who, wrong who's foot a big with this popular movie. character too. That's why I was a little disappointed because I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess we're not getting flash well, in this show. Right. And we're not even well, <laughs> saying goodbye to him either. <laughs> I think it's a missed opportunity a little bit too. Because I think one of the things about The Flash, you're right, he's constantly traveling back in time, and every time he does, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Literally every time he does that. And so it would be an argument where it would be Superman begging him to do it and him refusing. That would have been fascinating. And that would just yeah. be and another fascinating him. thing. And you could have kept him around. And killed him you later. Know, he would, right. And you could have killed him later. You 
in terms of positives for it, one thing they kept that I do appreciate in the comics, Flash has the conversation with Superman later where they're playing chess and he goes, okay, great. You're going to start by taking away guns. Well, smoking kills more people oh, than guns. Mr. Terrific. A, and they took terrific. all that dialogue and gave it to Mr. Terrific. So they gave him a better role in this. Oh, that was originally gotcha. Flash's conversation because Flash is supposed to be not just the fastest man alive physically, but mentally his brain moves super quick. So he's thinking mm-hmm. ahead to what Superman's going to do next and trying to talk him out of it while beating him at chess. Really cool moment for mm-hmm. Flash, but it works just as well for Mr. Terrific, who's supposed to be in DC, the smartest man on the planet. He's their version of Reed Richards. Really cool scene. Mm-hmm. That I, had, I love I don't that know they who Mr. Terrific is. But I did like that scene with the chess because when he brought it up, I was Great. like, yeah, he's right. Like smoking, what about smoking kills more people. You're gonna you know jail everybody who smokes. Traffic accidents kill more people than guns. You're gonna. Right. Lock and I love for driving, driving. the way he keeps going down to these more and more petty things and he's just check, check, yeah. checkmate and does the, and finally kill anyone who doesn't recycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. It is. And they do kill somebody who didn't, well, at least throw out the trash. <laughs> <They murdered. laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They call back to it later with Amazo. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I really liked. Again, that opening half didn't feel uneven to me because he's not evil yet. Superman isn't evil in the first half of this movie. He's simply trying to find a way to do way more than he's ever done. So nobody else gets hurt. Right. No, And no one. He is not okay with anyone, any any government, no such thing as collateral damage. Like One of my favorite scenes is when the U.S. government is trying to take out a terrorist and there will be acceptable collateral damage. There's no such thing for Superman anymore. Yeah. And he stops the U.S. government. It's a great that scene. That has a really good callback later when you have Wonder Woman reporting to him about another insurgency they stopped. And she mentions the collateral damage is about 100 people and he doesn't bat an eye yes. to it. Yeah. How quickly yes, he, he starts to become far. okay with it. Yeah, yeah he's gone too And far. Batman even points out to him when he says, you know, the Joker had to die. It's only one person. And he goes, it always starts with one. Mm-hmm. Now, everything yeah. really kicks off with this moment in the film, so we do have to get to it. The Joker's plan works. Mm-hmm. He tricks Superman into punching his pregnant wife into space. She dies out in space, and as soon as she dies, the detonator that's attached to her chest blows up Metropolis with several heroes in it. Thank God Green Lantern's there to put a little protective bubble around them. But I, I love... Mm-hmm. When he did that, we were like, why did he put the bubble around Joker and Harley, though? Oh, Corinne just... asked the same thing. She's like, <laughs> like why, why did... I save him at that point. <laughs> right. And I think it's because important. They're heroes. He's a hero. They're right. heroes. He's it's hero. an important point to make that he does do that. Though I do like, just as the bomb's going off, Joker looks out at the explosion coming towards them and goes, ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Joker was like, good in this. For he the short thought he was going to die. <laughs> I loved his yes, he's, conversation with Batman in the... Oh, the yeah. Target. I so, love it. He's like, why? After all this time? Because I always lose with you. Well, I wanted so I to play to on easy mode. mode. <laughs> I wanted to play on so easy a fight mode. With Superman, and that's it easy was. Mode. Yeah, he was great. Well, was and great. no offense to the existing talent in it. There's a lot of decent voice acting in this, but Joker is a standout because it's mm-hmm. Kevin Pollack. Like, mm-hmm. it's legit, like, actors, actor kind of thing. Yeah. He's really solid, and he gives one hell of a performance for Joker. It's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, And especially, yeah, him yeah. explaining to Batman what his whole plan is. I'm going to make Superman snap, and he's going to burn this entire world to the ground. <laughs> and even Batman still had mm-hmm. hope in Superman that he's like, you still won't. He oh, still yeah. won't switch. Yeah, how long he did that won't. hope last? It's- and Batman was wrong. But I... I appreciated that scene. Again, one of the strengths of this movie. Sometimes, again, I thought the characterization of the characters was strong. Yes, they don't mourn anyone they lost, which is, yeah. Um, (laughs) Not for, again, Superman is the one who lets me down in the back half. Everyone else I thought was still pretty, pretty strong. You know, when, when Batman's disappointed with Damien in this, it's, it's an awesome scene, but Mm -hmm. I liked the fact that through a lot of this, they're still friends. The respect yeah. and admiration between Superman and Batman still exist. It's a really they're strange just, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it, it really builds up the idea that these guys are so different, but the, they're the same. And it's Superman who crosses the line. 
mm-hmm. is something that Bruce can't really stop handle or accept and he can't stop. Well, I um, think the big difference in, they pointed out the main reason why Batman won't kill, the main thing that he seems to understand is he's been around all of this darkness and all of these dark figures for so long. He's seen where it goes so many times. He knows the second I kill one, I will, I'll develop a taste for it. Like that's mm-hmm. it. It's over. Superman's never confronted mm-hmm. that darkness in this version of him. So he doesn't understand how badly it will go. And that's and just fine. To, mm-hmm. Just to add to what Mark was saying about that friendship that Superman and Batman still have, regardless of what's going on, even when it was getting dark, when Dick died, Superman went out of the way to find Catwoman to reach out and say, oh, he's yeah. going to need you. You know, like he recognizes that there's loss there and his friend needs help. Right. right. Regardless Again, of their differences. The first, I'd say 45 minutes of this film, everything up until the club scene, which we'll get to yeah. everything up until then, yeah. I can make my peace with the Solid. character decisions yeah. and the small decisions Solid. in it. I really like even when Superman first loses Lois and finds it where Joker is and goes bolting off for him. Green Lantern's admittedly futile oh. attempt to stop him. Green Lantern wants him to calm down. Just, you know, trying to put him in a bubble and look, you need <laughs> time to grieve. And, Superman proves how easy he can beat Green Lantern because all he has to do is move fast enough to pull the ring off of his hand. That's it. Yeah. Fight's over. I, yeah. But I love he catches him, puts him down, he still, and he yeah. just looks at him just says, don't regret what you're about to do. It's just just think about it. Yeah, don't, right. just, uh, don't do something you're going to regret. Yeah, right? something so great. But Again. as soon as he gets in the same room with Joker, I think it's what? Joker says all of the two laugh. words to him. It's just the laugh, it's and I think he laugh. says like one line, and Superman punches yeah. a hole clean through his chest and for anyone listening yeah. who doesn't really get it yet this is a hard r cartoon yeah. if you're looking for a dc justice league cartoon that you can watch with anyone under the age of 18 don't watch this yeah. this is easily in the top five for the most violent things they've made and i'm including the mortal combats I haven't seen them yet but i'm willing to bet that this <laughs> is on par with them because yeah. oh my god yeah, a lot of gore. Well, I mean, even just when Jimmy gets <laughs> shot, he's got the camera up and gets <laughs> shot through the head. camera lens, and you see everything go at the back of his head, and then Joker yeah. going, oh, I've got Jimmy on my shoe. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's horrific, but that sets the tone really early on. I, as much mm. as I didn't want to see Jimmy Olsen go, I think it helps to see something that vicious happen so that when you see the Joker get a hole punched through him by Superman, that visual image doesn't completely repulse you because that went antithetical to everything I want to believe about Superman seeing that. I was like, oh, no, Clark. The one thing that surprised me in the show. last words. That's a punchline. That's a punchline. That's really good. The the one thing that surprised me in the show in regards to Superman being the way he was is how much Wonder Woman completely sided with him. So much so that so much that she was actually almost more bloodthirsty <laughs> inspiring him to go that way rather than just agreeing to go that way like i, I was surprised to see how much influence she had All on right. his change so this will sound like a complete reversal from where i sit because i know i sound like i'm probably harping on this film this is one of the few points where i feel like the film did significantly better than the game or the comic okay because she's just as bloodthirsty in the game but she never deviates from that no matter how violent things get ever she is bloodthirsty to a point that doesn't make sense for the character of wonder woman in this one i can see how she might be again amazon warrior how she'd be a bit stern about it but even she eventually goes no this is too much yeah (laughs) when we get to the club scene she changes and i really appreciate that they had that change for her it helps i and again up up until again the, the first few minutes i really liked it because I always find the best stories with Wonder Woman, she's probably the most hardcore of the the Holy Trinity. Like, yeah, Superman's badass, he's powerful. Yeah, Batman is really, you know, the meticulous, almost like he plans to take down his friends. But, like, Diana doesn't mess around. Like, she's if she sees something she feels is not just, she doesn't really care. It's, well, good characterizations of her are, 
the ends could justify the means. Diana would not necessarily hesitate about killing someone if she thought the ends would justify the means. That's some of the more interesting takes on her when when she's written well. Right. So Even in your your main DC continuity, of the holy trinity of the DC characters, of those three, she's the only one who openly has killed another character. She kills Maxwell Lord when he's controlling Superman because there's no other way to stop Superman when he's being mind-controlled. She snaps a dude's neck because it's the only way to solve that fight. And both Superman and Batman have problems with that. So I don't mind her being the more peace through war character at times, but I appreciated that this version of it, this film showed that even she's got a limit that apparently Superman doesn't, but she has a limit. Is, is her um, crush for Superman? Is that, is that a thing? Like, is that in the comics? Is that, that was new to us. Certain characterizations. Yeah. I think in the game, it's a thing, right? There are it is. But like in comics or anything, is, is that like a thing where Superman and Wonder Woman are a thing? Because In like, the oh, comics, everyone's been a thing. In the comics, sure, Batman and Wonder Woman yeah. have been a thing more than Superman and Wonder yeah. Woman. But in certain versions of DC stuff, Superman and Wonder Woman do hook up. So that's fine. No problem. Whatever. Though I really did appreciate in this film, you have... You know, she keeps backing him and keeps backing him. And that one moment where she leans in to kiss him and he just kind of inches backwards a little bit and says, you know, Mm -hmm. you're one of my closest friends. Who has the balls to friend zone Wonder Woman? (laughs) That (laughs) giggling. (laughs) But unreal characterization. I loved it. It made sense. But it was unreal to witness just that slow move back a bit. (laughs) <laughs> like had they had they kissed there I that would have bothered me been less would have been less believable for me oh yeah like it was it still seems so fresh that lois is dead it's just crazy it was the main thing driving him so yeah it wouldn't have made sense but i appreciate how they play that scene out she goes to kiss him and gets denied it's like oh that's that's rough <laughs> yeah but now you have it the joker funny. is dead Batman is not happy about it, not because he lost a play toy, but because he thinks that Superman's going to go too far. And the meeting between the Justice League to pare this film down super quick was something else. Where it was Aquaman goes, yeah, I don't want any part of this. See y'all later. Please. And yeah, just I know. goes that to the crazy. ocean. And you never see him again. Yeah, that's it. He that's leaves it. the film. Yeah. Green Lantern goes, you know what? The chorus recalled us. It sounds almost like he's implying Earth's a dumpster fire now, so we're getting yeah, called out. Like, yeah, it's not our problem. See <laughs> ya. So he leaves, and my favorite is Shazam. Shazam's like, yeah, this this isn't what heroes are, so me and all the magic people, we're gone. <laughs> Bye. And That's like half of the cast from the game, and they found a way to effectively just kick him out of this story. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what still I mean. Too like, many they characters. removed a lot of people. Yeah, and, and they removed... So many people. And not to harp on it. They brought in like every Batman villain. Oh, I know. Not to harp (laughs) on it, though. Of all the people who left, not a single one said, I got to leave to attend Barry Allen's funeral. I'm just saying, one (laughs) of them could have said that. Not one, eh? R.I.P. Flash. not one. You burned too fast and too bright. I miss you already. His body and Scarecrow's body are still sitting in the sewer rotting. (laughs) They don't even know where it is. I just, (laughs) unreal to me. Some of the weird changes they make, and I realize that half of the issues that I have with this, because the film on its own merits, I could probably enjoy it if I'd never played the games. But there's too many things where I'm going, the change you make makes it worse. What are you doing? (laughs) Their changes to Harley Quinn are baffling to me. Harley Quinn in the game, when the Joker enacts his plan, she goes, holy crap, this is too much. Like, this, this shouldn't happen. And decides to basically move on from him. And that's why she's in hiding and eventually joins the resistance and tries to go against Superman. In this, it's just on a whim. I'm a hero now. Okay. After she's mill, she <laughs> murders more cops, more like guards yeah. at Arkham while going, but I'm hero, Harley. You're still murdering innocent people. <laughs> I was, again, entertained by her. I was like, she's hilarious. I love the the thing with the green arrow. Yeah, the where quiver. she's like, "How about I show you uh, an action as opposed to tell you?" And then she puts him to sleep, and he's like, "Oh no!" Oh yeah, 
the running gag of him using knockout so arrows to knock her out, and then she knocks him out with one yeah. while he's behind the wheel of his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the Oh, arrow you're calling kings. it the quiver? I yes. love that. Yeah. And that's a really game. good callback to the game. game. That So that exchange, if you haven't played the games, one of the really cool things that the NetherRealm studio does when they have your one-on-one fights, all of the characters have individual dialogue for each other. So you'll have two characters come into Arena, and let's say, for example, it's Harley Quinn and Green Arrow. She'll come in and go, oh, I heard you call this place the Arrow Cave. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of stupid. He'll go, you know, what do you think I should call it? You should call it the Quiver. And then he'll go, oh, that's actually better. And then they'll start fighting. <laughs> they have all these individual conversations between each other. And that dialogue they adapted for this, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I wish yeah, I more that. of those dialogues made it in because they have things yeah. like, you know, Batman <laughs> saying to Superman that I'm going to have to stop you. And Superman goes, yeah, you can try. <laughs> Right, like that kind of stuff, I thought was kind of neat. Those little callbacks were mm-hmm. were nice to have, and one massive callback, and it's jumping to the very end. And you know, big spoiler: Superman from another reality is pulled in to try and stop this Superman. When you have evil Superman beating up like original our comic book universe Superman and telling him your weakness is that you hold back, you don't want to hurt <laughs> anybody. I don't have that weakness anymore. The attacks he starts doing on him. One being punching him through the air while the camera is zooming behind him. And every time he flies mm-hmm. forward and the camera catches up behind him and then punches him away from the screen again. And then grabbing him by mm-hmm. the throat, flying him up to space and punching him back down to Earth. Those are both of his mm-hmm. super moves from the games combined into one brutal combo. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they actually yeah, did Superman's cool. super move. Both of them back to back. Really cool. I wish they did more. Yeah, of I thought that was really. You know what? The, the other side of that this show missed that the game needed to explain. And again, it's the passage of time. But like, the reason Batman can even fight Superman is that in the game they develop that it's a serum that basically makes them capable of fighting Superman. All right, it's a, a conceit they make for the game, and I can see how they get away with not having it here because you don't have anyone really having direct fights with Superman and winning in this. Because how no. can you? But in a fighting game, you have to be able to have Green Arrow fight Superman and not get turned into paste after two seconds. So in the game, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor develops a pill using some form of kryptonite and blah, 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 that essentially gives everyone who takes it a certain degree of Kryptonian superpowers. Everybody's got thick skin. Everybody can punch hard. Not everyone's Superman, but they're now all superhuman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Batman's still in the game. The only one who doesn't take the pill, I think. <laughs> Is he? I don't remember. But this movie doesn't even have Lex Luthor in it at all. He doesn't exist in this story, so they also take away that super pill with it. Which is a shame, because the idea of a version of Lex Luthor that sees Superman go pure evil and decides to be good and becomes a mole for Batman to feed him information while pretending to be Superman's friend, I really liked that Lex Luthor. (laughs) And we don't get him here. Yeah. But, again, Mr. Terrific, picking up the slack, he's now the tech guy for Superman. So he's having the cool conversations that Flash would have had. He's doing the tech thing that Lex Luthor would have had. Mr. Terrific gets a much better role in this than he does in the games or the comics. So, at least they Mm -hmm. still had that stuff happen with a character that doesn't get a lot of love in the DC universe. So that's cool. Fair. Totally fair. And I thought he was great. Again, his characterization because of all those points, is awesome. Mr. Terrific is phenomenal in this, as is Plastic Man. Oh, he's great in this. (laughs) He's a late-minute addition to this story. (laughs) I don't understand why he's not in the game, because he's not. He would make so much sense as a video game character, but he is a breath of fresh air in this because he has a sense of humor, and by the time you meet him in this story... Everyone except for Green Arrow has lost their sense of humor, and he's going to lose his in about 10 minutes when his head gets blown off. (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward, or backward, I know we're jumping back and forth quite a bit. So a lot of characters die in this, and one of the big moments where you start to see people go is probably one of the most impressive visual parts of this story when Superman decides to go to Arkham so that he can, at first, just take all the prisoners away until things go horribly horribly sideways <laughs> how many people die 
<laughs> in that fight. It was funny because when that scene happens and Harley lets out all the, the villains, we're looking at each other like, but Superman's there. Right. Like, what's <laughs> What can any of them really do? Oh, nothing. Because well, it's Superman's yeah. going, oh, no, all of Batman's villains have been released and I'm not holding back. In one room that I'm in. <laughs> right. If anything, if I was those villains, I would stay I'd in run. my cell and be like, yeah. no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So who who are the two that they actually ported away? They ported. Uh, so they managed to get Rid- Riddler was about Riddler? to go. They grab. Go, yeah. I want to say Calendar Man goes. <laughs> no, no. Calendar Man. No, I did no, like her. He, like he was in the fight. Calendar Man was in the there's fight. There's Killer Croc and Bane and whoever and that guy whoever is, that and Calendar Man just going, oh. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't teleport <laughs> Calendar Man because I remember seeing him later in the no. fight. There's two people they sent, and it was like, oh, those guys got off easy, <laughs> right? And I like the idea of if you have Cyborg on your team, you have boom tubes, so you can teleport people and just teleporting people out of their cell. And when Batman goes, where are you taking them? Somewhere safe where they can't get out. Like, <laughs> oh man. You can't win this fight. Followed by Batman saying, I'm warning you, Cyborg. And when Cyborg doesn't listen, Batman just shuts him down with a virus that apparently That's he amazing. installed the very first time they met and shook hands. <laughs> That's, that I was amazing. Batman. And Killer Croc going, Batman. oh, that's cold. <laughs> I love it. Batman. That's the kind of character Batman is in every version of the last 25 years. <laughs> yeah. He is a dick. He is always right in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Damien because after Damien's like, we have to stop father, a.k.a. Batman, because he will have a plan for all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Damien seems to be the only one to he has really a plan. appreciate yeah, we'll have. how yeah. He has a plan for all of us. Bruce is, yeah. How dangerous. <laughs> Damien's the only one who's like, no, 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 no. This is a bad idea. <laughs> He's out there still, and we can't find him. <laughs> Speaking and, of plans, one that did make me laugh, and I don't know the character's name, but it's when they're making the plan to go to the Fortress of Solitude to get that oh, gun. Yeah. And they're like, we need a distraction. And whoever, who's ever at that table says, well, I can, I can kind of fight Superman. I, I've been, it's been in this, Atom. We, we went Captain through simulation Atom. and I, I, it's been successful in simulation. But then when they go <laughs> do the plan, you just see the first time you ever see it, it's just Superman holding him pretty much upside down dead. Yeah, like holding him by the neck. The fight. There he was strangled no fight. him. He is immediately dead. He's killed him by the time not. Superman just gets there. Fight simulation over. was wrong. <laughs> We thought that was well. I love. He's like, oh, a simulation, eh? (laughs) But just the thought that I can hold my ground. Like he still admits he's not going to win the fight, but he can hold his ground. And it's just like it was for nothing. Well, and it's a fun callback. Like if you've ever watched the the cartoon Justice League, Captain Adam fights Superman at one point and holds his ground. He loses, but he fights Superman for a good three or four minutes. In this, he doesn't make three or four seconds. Like he's ruined. Because he's so, fighting an angry version of Superman, one who's not holding back. Now, this is mm. the, the Fortress of Solitude is the moment that I think could have justified Superman going darker. And that was with mm. the, the, the death of his dad. But making yeah. it an accident wasn't enough for me to believe that he did go as dark Agreed. as he did. But had it been more intentional, like his own hatred killed his father, then I could have seen oh. why he went so dark. Or the opposite, it, it, maybe kill his dad at the end by accident. And Actually, I'll, I'll save this comment for a bit later. <laughs> it's not even just that it's an accident. The reason I don't think that it would really work the way that it does now, but it could have worked if Superman hadn't been the one to deflect it. Green yeah. Arrow tries to shoot him with a kryptonite arrow and Superman deflects it and it goes yeah. into Pa Kent's chest. If Green Arrow had fired at him and Superman moved and it got him, he could see it as you careless supposed heroes. You killed my father and he snaps. Right. But instead he is kind of equally responsible for that death because he carelessly bats it away and doesn't pay yeah. attention to the fact that Pa Kent is right beside him. Yeah. He's equally culpable in that death. Of course, mm-hmm. two seconds later, he burns a hole through green arrow's face, taking one of the funnier characters out of the story. Yeah. So that sucked. <laughs> yeah. I like green arrow. But I knew he was going to die. That version of him dies in the the game. He dies here. I knew it was going to happen. 
Poor so Green the, Arrow. The other thing I thought they could have done with um, his dad, and it, this kind of goes to the end because we weren't a fan of the end. When it started getting into the whole um, yeah. uh, the multi, the multiverse, we were a little disappointed in that. And I think that's what happens when you write a character like Superman. When you make him that bad and you make him that powerful, who the hell can really stop him, right? You need people like a Lois Lane. And I don't really want to get into the multiverse. They had to. I don't think you had to. If you okay. had kept Jonathan around to the end, and his darkness is what actually killed Jonathan. That could have been his turning point to be, I went too far. That I killed have. my own father. And that's when he did the, I've gone too far. I give up. Arrest me. Yeah. But I, I thought that the multiverse thing was a bit of a cop-up for writing. It lets them do whatever they want because they can just erase it with a multiverse, right? The that, multiverse that, that bugs me. is a problem because they introduce it so late and they don't put limitations on it. Late. Right. In the game... Yeah it's at the beginning and it's the Batman of their world going, look, I used all the available technology I have to pull you guys through. You're my only shot. Help me stop this man. So Mm -hmm. it's something that sets up the stakes at the beginning and then it works to pull it in at the end is a deus ex machina. And it, it feels cheap to do it at the end. Yeah. I, and that, that was my feeling on it too. I I thought I get that they, you know, it's a, a, in a weird way, a call back to the game by pulling over Earth Ones or Earth whatever's heroes to fight their their version of the bad Superman. But I also thought like, oh, okay, it's a the story would have been served if that happened earlier, if the well, lines were drawn. Because they drew the lines early, and I think that's what bothered me. Early on, the Justice League draws the lines. You know who's on Team Batman, who's on Team Superman. It's their yeah. version of Civil War. Aquaman just disappearing makes no sense aquaman is a friend of batman he would stay and help him fight superman like it just doesn't make sense and it seems yeah aquaman's been defending this world for how long he just all of a sudden doesn't care about it it's yeah it's clearly a matter of we don't want to have too many characters but from a character standpoint some of the ones who nope out early on doesn't make sense no and and again i know I'm supposed to point out the pauses, but one last thing, one last thing, I swear, about towards the end with the whole bringing in Lois from another dimension. On the one hand, I like what they try to do of, okay, we're going to bring in a Lois that's still pregnant and alive who lost her Superman so that she can go, what are you doing? And maybe that snaps him out of his, you know, murderous funk. On the other hand, Zack Snyder did it better than you. (laughs) And people knock his writing all the time. And he did it better with Lois Lane showing up to snap Superman out of his evil, murderous rage. If Zack Snyder is writing better than you, yeah. try again. Because uh, people knock him constantly. This is a poor version of that. <laughs> that version worked. This one doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to disagree with that entirely. <laughs> I, disliked, I disliked strongly that version of how that works in either version of his movies. I dislike it because it's either she's randomly strolling the city and ends up in front of him or with the version I liked a bit better, Batman plans for it and brings her in which case those, these two are equal to me. Well, this one's again, the Batman planned it. I do like Superman going, you thought you could talk me out of this and Batman going, yes, I do. Yes. And then Lois Lane is there. (laughs) Proving yeah. Batman has a plan for all of them, which yeah. is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> either way, I like when he goes, you're not my Lois. And the horribly disappointed voice when she goes, and you're not my Clark. I'm like, oh, yeah. ouch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was kind of great. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but, it was it was something. It's but sad. going Again, back to voice acting on par. Oh, yeah. Going back to to Arkham there. The big death is going to be Dick Grayson. I mean, that has to be the big death yeah. that happens there. Yeah. And they set up earlier on that Damien doesn't like him, but I don't really understand why Damien, in the middle of an actual fight, would still try and throw a baton into his temple, knowing that if it does hit him, kid. it would kill him and just go, but I thought he'd yeah. block it. He always blocks it. And you can argue that Damien's a kid, but he was a kid trained by the League of Assassins. He's not a normal kid. He knows what he's doing doing the problem was though the way they wrote him seemed still childish and immature even though even though they say he's been trained like that i still it still came across that he was childish yeah that's true well they make a big deal of turning dick grayson into the other character who's that i didn't dead man he goes yeah he's dead wing instead of dead man that's kind of neat yeah i'll take it 
Yeah, but like they make a big deal out of it. That, like, was like, what was the point of that? Like, yeah, that's a, well, we didn't get that. We didn't really get the point pay, of it. Like, it didn't pay off for me. Yeah. So agreed. All right, so let's touch on that. So Dick yeah. Grayson gets hit in the temple with a baton by Damien, and he dies. Okay, fine. All the heroes are sad for all the five minutes before Superman becomes murderous again, and Dick Grayson <laughs> wakes up in yes. Nirvana, I guess, with one of the yeah. uh, one of the new gods going, I'm going to turn you into Deadwing. Okay, fine. It's a callback for comic fans that he looks like Dead Man, and he has the abilities mm-hmm. of Dead Man. He can possess people temporarily and he does it a couple of times throughout the film and at least once he does it to a point that actually helps him like save the day because he gets Mr. Terrific out of prison but when she's talking to him about how you might be able to turn the tide of things she shows two scenes happening Amazo the evil robot fighting the Justice League and Damien fighting Rachel Ghoul. and it makes it seem like he's going to have to choose which one to interfere with to like make a difference yeah but he chooses to help Damien fight Rachel Ghoul, and that has zero bearing on the fight against yeah. Amazo or anything yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, yes. I guess he saved Damien's zero. life, but who cares? Zero yeah, bearing. I thought that by defeating Rachel Ghoul, they'd be able to shut the the robot down. But that, that would have made more that sense. Didn't happen. <laughs> it would have made more sense that no. he'd have to shut the robot down, and he helped Damien do that. Instead, it's just, well, we don't want people to be mad that Nightwing died, so we're going to give them a way to have Nightwing still be alive and get Damien to apologize. It was weird. But it, it, made more, it, was weird. it made more sense for him to stop Amazo because Amazo is adapting to all of them. He's as strong as Superman. He's adapting Mr. Plastic's, Plastic Man's abilities because you see him stretching. and It's like, yeah, they can't beat this guy. The only thing he can't adapt to would have been at that moment Deadwing. He, he can't see. He's a robot. You assume he could. not What if he did? Now we fight Ghost Amazo. That yeah. could have been worse. I don't know. I don't know. Makes no <laughs> sense. Amazo. And again, <laughs> why? Why does? Why does that whole Amazo thing? The only reason the Amazo thing works is because all of the magical heroes decided to sit out the takeover of the world. Okay. Like he can't replicate magic. He's a robot. Now <laughs> I have to ask Wayne specifically. Because, again, not knowing the DC characters as well as someone like myself who knows them way more than I probably should and still be a healthy human. Did you know going into it, A, that Rachel Ghoul was going to betray him and B, how easy it would be for him to ruin Superman with that betrayal? <laughs> I figured being Rachel Ghoul, it's probably he's probably going to betray him, but not to the... The ease, <laughs> because as soon as he as soon as he shows up and Rachel Ghoul's got a body underneath the tarp, I was like, "Well, that's Amazo." <laughs> <laughs> and if these guys have never seen that robot, um, spoilers, dudes! This thing could take on the entire Justice League, including Superman. Don't yeah. turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, and they, do. and they, and Superman allows it to go. You know what's funny with Metro- that? Is sorry, into Smallville, who finally. Yeah, who finally agrees to to work with Rachel Ghoul says tested on a small town and chooses his hometown. Oh, I know of Smallville. That's oh. that was curious to me. But the callback of Amazo's watching everyone with Terminator vision yeah. about okay, this person's yeah. not doing anything illegal. This one's not, and the dude who throws garbage. <laughs> but he is throwing it at he, the garbage can. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't choose to throw it in the garbage. He misses. It bounces off of the rim of the garbage and hits the ground, but the guy's not looking anymore, gets in his car, and Amazo's response is, well, that's an infraction. I'm going to blow up the car with the dude in it. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as that blows up, the police blow show up. up. Well, they're a threat. I better kill them. And like, oh, like my yeah. God. So the only interesting thing about that to me, well, not the only, one of several. Is when the mother and like, child were a threat to Amazo? <laughs> what crime yeah. were they committing? Yeah. Yeah, like they were just hiding. Loitering. But also... Loitering. Yeah. They were going to get murdered what? for loitering. But what exactly, like, what exactly is Rachel Ghoul's plan? Yeah. Because for lack he's of a, a bad better man. term, he's a, bit of a, he's a bit of an eco-terrorist, right? Like he wants to reset the earth. So what's his plan in that? Like, like I just don't get it. I don't get uh, it. He's just insane. I wrote this version yeah. of him off as he's insane. Fair. There seems to be no logic to what he's doing unless he truly yeah. can control Amazo. Because if he can't, I'm pretty sure he at least jaywalks. Mm-hmm. He's in trouble. That thing's going to yeah. get him. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. But 
that's fine. It creates an excuse for a big, huge fight at the end. And I will say one of the true positives, the fights, once they happen, the animation's pretty solid in this. Oh, oh. When the characters are standing still, the lines are a bit too thick. I find that there's just too much shadow on them and the the costume design. And it was the same problem with the game. Their costumes are too heavy. They're too, there's too much happening, like too many muscles on the the costumes Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But once they were actually in a fight and moving around, they looked really good. Yeah. Other than, and Corinne pointed out, she almost stopped watching it with me because of it. The design of their knuckles, they had thick black lines on their knuckles. <laughs> Did not notice that. That looked really, really weird and out of place. It was an odd place to have thick black lines instead of being like smaller <laughs> ones to represent knuckles. It looked That's like funny. multiple hands on each arm. It was bad. But it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Until it isn't, and let's get to the club scene, because we have to. We have to talk about okay, the club yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. What Ugh. the f- <laughs> Like, I honestly, yeah. I almost stopped watching. I I was, oh, <laughs> it made me mad. So I just, I so dumb. We just looked at each other like, holy Christ, like, did it's he just so do that? Maybe they all ran out of the building yeah. and he just brought the building down. All right. So for you, <laughs> listener at home or wherever you are, to set the scene, Superman, who's now in his full dictator mode, who has taken all weapons away, and he said, if you can't cooperate as leaders, I'll cooperate for you. He's made it known. I will crush anyone who opposes me. He hears a party happening in the middle of, I think, Gotham, and he wants to go and check out what it is. And it's a rave party, but they're all dressed up, painted like the Joker. And when he smashes in there, he gets indignant going, you're all dressed up like the Joker. You're and they're like, him. yeah, yo, you're a fascist. He stood for freedom. And one of them throws a bottle at him. He's Superman. Okay? They throw a bottle. It smashes on him. It's nothing. He's Superman. And he proceeds to murder everyone in this building. And before <laughs> anyone tries to he question beams. me and go, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, when he starts unloading heat vision and everything, the far away shot they have of the actual like building the raves taking place in where his laser is going through everywhere. There's no music playing anymore. There's just screams of people dying and not, Oh God, get away. Actual screams of people until it stops. It doesn't fade away. Cut to another scene. The screams fade out. Like he's successfully killed everyone. And then the scene moves on. The one thing I did like in that scene was regardless of all the carnage he was doing, Batman still wanted to get to him, but Catwoman oh, had to hold yeah. him back. Right. Oh, that yeah, was Batman cool. sees it was that like, happening. It was like, Batman, what are you going to do? But and Batman the, the was like, fact I have that he to still wanted, I have to get there. It was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Batman is a relentless force in this, and God bless Catwoman. More than once in this story, she's like an MVP in this. She's awesome. When oh. she talks him off the ledge, literally off the ledge there, because he's yeah. about to jump off one. <laughs> to stop Mm. him from basically throwing his life away trying to fight Superman there or after Nightwing dies and she goes to Batman and takes the mask off and says just for one night don't be Batman just just allow Mm. yourself to fall apart I'll catch you that was awesome yeah for sure and like he collapses yeah you don't get a lot of emotional moments of Batman he collapses with tears in his eyes that is that's moving that was really good yeah well, and again, this movie really has such a strong first half. Yeah. The characterization, everything the is so star. good the first half. And again, Superman falls off, and that's the scene that makes him fall off for me because the inciting incident doesn't justify the wanton murder. Like, at all. It just doesn't justify it for me at all. And it's just such a – it's an Anakin heel turn. It's the – He's a homelander. And Homelander all Batman turns still, into Homelander. Batman still has a plan there. He releases the footage of that to the world, including Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah. who watches that. Yeah. And I love just the, she sees that and looks back over at Superman like, who am I standing beside yeah, right now? He just murdered those kids. <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, him you just justifying children. it. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you murdered them. They were children. They were against us. They're the enemy, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's a legit madman at that point. Yeah. And even after that, she stands with him while they're fighting Amazo, who tears through even more characters. Hawkman showed up, and as soon as he showed up in the fight, I was like, well, Hawkman hasn't said a word yet. He doesn't have a voice actor, and we haven't seen him. He's here for the Amazo fight. He's definitely going to die. He's only here to die, and guaranteed. (laughs) He lasted 10 seconds before his head was squished like a 
pancake. Yeah. And then poor Cyborg, who went the whole film and just got literally pulled piece by piece by Mazo. Like, oh, that's rough. At least they acknowledged his dead body after. Yeah, he got acknowledgement. R.I.P. Flash. <laughs> they didn't even show uh, Flash. There will be a candle vigil for Flash later tonight for those of you who are available. Uh, not the Justice League. They so declined our invitation. all yeah. the heroes, of all the heroes they decided to keep in a game, kind of chump. Hawkman? I was like, of all the heroes, like, <laughs> Hawkman? There's no, um, there's no rationale for why Hawkman has picked Superman's side. Like, there is no, I don't know enough about him to think, like, that fits. Like, it just makes no sense. Well, in the games, it's Hawkgirl. And I feel like the animators and the storytellers didn't that have the balls sense. to have her head squished underneath Amazon's foot. <laughs> that would have been a little bit too rough. So they just put Hawkman under there because no one cares about him. Seriously. But I love that after that huge fight has happened, after they defeat Amazo with the help of Batman and Plastic Man and Catwoman, they all fight together. Superman's immediate response is, all right, time to kill you guys next. And Wonder Woman goes, yeah. hold on, what now? <laughs> yeah. They saved your life and now you just want to murder them next? <laughs> yeah. Again, his heel turn makes That's no the turning sense. point for her. And I really like that. Well, I, I, though I don't like his heel turn, I do like his reaction to that. Are you betraying me too, Diana? Because <laughs> well, he's completely so a madman at that point. So and as menacing. soon as that happens, he knocks her, what, two kilometers <laughs> away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as brutal. Oh yeah. Just yeah. brutal. And then you have, as we mentioned, original Superman get pulled in by a portal and they have a pretty good fight. And then Batman Ooh. should have died when Superman gets a hold of him and drags him across the uh, the farmland of Smallville. Oh. I don't know how Batman's alive carves, throughout most of yeah. this story. When he carves a literal two-mile ditch with Batman's body. Yeah. <laughs> His armor is the best armor imaginable. I mean, yeah, he's rich, sure. but come on. Yeah. Though, oh, yeah. and Corinne pointed this out. I love this. Batman's unlimited resources, you can actually see them dwindling over the course of the film. Yeah. Not just because of yes. the smaller and dankier hideouts they end up in, but the last hideout that they're in before they have their final showdown, they're in like some sort of sewer, and Batman's just got a bunch of beef jerky up against the yeah. laptop. <laughs> <laughs> All the snacks were awesome. <laughs> Oh, oh, God, that was pretty funny. Just Batman just chewing on some beef jerky because he can't get any money anymore. <laughs> I but loved it. Either way, my main frustration is Superman's heel turn is so thorough, so over the top, that I don't even buy Lois pregnant showing up, stopping him from going crazy. I mean, he's killed yes. a pregnant Lois earlier in the story. He's developed a taste for it. I can't see how he hasn't killed this one next. Especially recognizing... It's not my Lois. It's not my right. Lois. So I don't care about you. <laughs> I could just see him well, punching through this one and go, no, no, no. I'm good with this. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> again, like to to Wayne's point, it would have it would have had more resonance if it was someone who mattered to him, actually, not a fake yeah. Lois who's not his. That's and, why I think again, they could use his father at the end, not the. I think yeah. you're right. I think Pa Kent being alive to that point. And, and then, then in his rage, he ends up killing his own father. Yeah. That's his recognition of, whoa. That would have worked way better. If his father stepped in front of him killing Batman. Oh. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if he that's was going to kill Batman happened. and Pa Kent steps, steps in, in front, front of him and he kills Pa Kent. And he punches a hole Batman. through him just like he did to Joker. Oh, that's what should have happened. Would have been amazing. You know what? Now okay. we, get a, we have to get the Flash to go back in time and rewrite <laughs> this story. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to bring the Flash from another universe because they forgot yeah. about this Flash. Yeah, from we lost this Flash. Timeline. We lost so many characters. So many people get ruined in this. It is but then, absurd. Yes. So right at the end is actually my favorite moment in the entire movie. Okay. Batman smiles. Oh, God. It's the best me? animated. Okay. It's the best animated Batman smile yeah. I think I've ever seen his in my life. His face didn't because move. That, that's, well, that's the thing. The entire film, his face has that frown, that that. Yes. Just the the lips are always down, and his smile is just animated to a straight line. Yeah, I love that. Just the, <laughs> straight, I never thought I'd see the day Batman smiling. It's just a straight line. We were laughing, and it's just that's a awesome. neutral look. And Crin's yeah. like, "Is that a smile?" I was like, "Well, like, for Batman, it is." That, for Batman, that's a shining <laughs> grin, man. He's got. <laughs> I love that. that. We love that. That was my favorite yeah. part. Is that a smile? <laughs> like, well, no. 
<laughs> that's not a Absolutely. smile. Yeah, but <laughs> it means for once in his life he's just not pissed for that moment. <laughs> well, and and like again, that resolution—that's why it's so disappointing in the game. The reward of beating bad Superman. Yes, it's so, so rewarding. So rewarding. <laughs> so to set the scene for anyone who hasn't played, so Wayne, for example, you play throughout the game. In the campaign mode, you play as different characters throughout. So you have a chapter where you play as the Flash, because he is alive in that. You play as Green Arrow, because it's an alternate version who's still alive. Batman, all these characters. You start the game playing as Superman, and you finish playing as Superman. But when you play as Superman at the end, it's the good Superman versus that evil one. And you've spent an entire game watching this man be a dick. He <laughs> burns a hole, slowly burns a hole, through poor Shazam's mm. head at one point for like crossing the line against him he's awful you want him gone so when you have a chance to finally pummel the goddamn snot out of him it is cathartic but because you're not actively the one doing it in the story it doesn't have that same resonance so i understand that Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel quite the same but I don't see how pregnant Lois could convince him to not be murderous. It should have been Pa Kent. You're 100 yeah. percent right. Uh, yeah. And now, not you know only what we're missing not an end credit scene, but for the Flash in his funeral. <laughs> God damn this movie! Yeah, that, that would have been the best after credit scene. It just cuts to his body still yes. laying in the sewer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, propped up rat, against the scarecrow. We forgot Barry. Yeah. <laughs> see, not only does Superman like not become murderous, he becomes docile. They're like, we're going to build a red kryptonite uh, ray at, at prison and keep you in there. He's like, you won't need to. I'll just stay. And it's just the idea that they're still going to trust this Superman. They're going to let him out when they need him. Ugh. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Right. Whereas evil Superman the game, they get him trapped. And he's like, you can't contain me forever. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> yeah. waiting for the chance to come back out and start shit up again. That's what Injustice yeah. 2 is. He gets out. And things get yeah. ridiculous. This is an okay movie. Don't get me wrong. Some really good fights, some good one-liners. But honestly, if you're not someone who's a gamer, go watch a long play of the cinematics of the first game and the second game. It is, in my opinion, an infinitely better story. Yes, it's longer, but Agreed. it's way better. Agreed. But this is okay. If you didn't want to play the games, this is okay. Other yeah. than I really, really, really hate the portrayal of Superman from the club scene onwards. I unforgivable yeah. portrayal. Like I, I said, as somebody really who didn't play the games, we were entertained by it, but it it, it does suffer from a story that's that's too big for the small film it was. Yeah. Yeah. This should have if they wanted to do film, it should have been like a part one and part two at it least. It should have been like a ten episode series or something yep. like that. Like it was just it's too big of a story to tell it with too have. many characters. <laughs> Release the injustice cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, the that's unjustice. just going to be a 10-minute longer scene of the club getting murdered. That's all that is. Yeah. It's all slow-mos. It's the same story. It's just slow-mos. <laughs> In slow motion. Adding, adding the runtime. Oh, my God. But I will say again, I enjoyed the movie, so I want to be very clear. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's the Coles notes of the game. I thought that the first half is incredibly strong in the back half. Again, the Superman heel turn ruins it a bit for me. But it's still... I'm still enjoying the characters. I'm still entertained. Fair. But I could not help but walk away from the ending with, again, the something we don't talk about, which is the, the power of the storytelling of video games. When done well, you're, you're such a, a central part to the storytelling. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book from back in the day where you really feel like it matters. Yep. And this particular movie at the end leave, left me so unsatisfied that it really made me crave the game. Well, that is a positive because you should just go play the game again because it's really <laughs> good. <laughs> it's really good. Well, I think we've made all our feelings known on this. Again, I didn't hate it. Overall, it's good. I really couldn't separate my feelings of the game from it, and I know that hurt the experience for me. If you're a fan of the game, I would cautiously recommend it, but understand that it's going to have some changes that you might not like. If you're not a fan of the game or haven't played the game, this is probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll bring this to a close and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to find five more films that have games in them, but aren't really necessarily about a specific game. They could be all sorts of things. We're going to try and pull for some different decades if we can this time around. I've got at least one really old one I'm going to surprise you two with. 
<laughs> it's going to be great. great. Sweet. But we thank you all for joining us on Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me, as always, were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Yeah, have a good one. See you in the next one. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athanas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Furyk and performed and realized by Sam Furyk. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.